0: This conversation is with Dan Schaefer, and he is a former strength and speed coach at Florida State University and the brains behind the workouts and the GX app. This episode of MNF Reps is presented by the brand new and free GX app. What is the GX app? Man, am I glad you asked. It's a training tool that combines years of data and analysis from super knowledgeable doctors, scientists, trainers, and strength coaches to help athletes of all skill levels unlock their potential add companion hardware like the GX sweat patch and the GX smart bottle to make the experience even more personalized. If you're dedicated to training and want useful, high-quality and well-researched material, you'll want to take a look at this app. Besides, it's free. What do you have to lose? There he is. Hey, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. Okay, with the lo- after the launch now, what, what's the feedback, Ben? What have you been hearing? And what do you say? Yeah, I kicked that, that's ass or I got to fix that for next time.
1: Yeah, uh, man, actually the the best feedback has been that um, I have a little training group that I work out with. It's one of my buddies that I played football with, and then my wife and I. So it's three very different people between all three of us. Uh, we really, really enjoy the flow and the way that it's, it's designed. And this was like kind of, by design at launch, but the goal is to sort of have the strength coach in your pocket, right? And the way that it's it's like designed. And then, um, you know, this was like kind of <clears throat> by design at launch, but the goal is to sort of have the strength coach in your pocket, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think all of us are starting to, man, progress really well in the program and would ha- like to have a little bit more I guess flexibility with the way that it, it it like interacts with us after we change our weights and things like that, if that makes sense. What was something that
0: you were hell bent on avoiding, or you you knew you wanted to avoid as you were creating this? Because you're going to come in with, you know, some ideas. Like I, you have what you want, but you also know exactly what you don't want because you've been either testing other things or going through it. And again, you've been. You were at Florida State, you were working with track and field, you were working with tennis, among other sports. That's a lot. So what did you say, here's what we're definitely not doing?
1: It's probably a little easier to regress from what I definitely wanted, which was to make it feel the way that you would go through a workout if you were an elite athlete, right? So you would have this. And so from that lens, I guess, without explicitly saying it, what I didn't want it to feel like, was just a piece of paper that was handed to you with right. sets, reps, and exercises.
0: I think your background is really interesting. You're somebody who you probably can't even count on both hands and feet how many elite athletes, they were all elite at Florida State, but how many truly gifted people passed through the program. And that's that's experience that, you know, when it gets passed on to other people, it's not like you're just showing up... Uh, to Planet Fitness and getting somebody on their first day after passing a certification. And you got you know uh, your PhD. So it's important for me to let people know that you're not just, this whole team isn't just folks that are behind computers or on the sidelines. You're out there
1: living it and
0: doing it and you're passing it along and it's free. What I do really
1: like about the GX app is that there's a lot of information that I've accumulated that would just only sit in my brain if it weren't for this app, which is, I think, really cool. Um, and the fact that, like, if I have some friend that's like, hey, my kid wants to do a program, I'm gonna be like, oh, there's this free app. Yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, um, you know, it takes a lot of time to write a program and so that they all exist is, is kind of nice.
0: Is there a plan down the line to help people build their own programs or is that just not something that would be recommended?
1: Yeah, man, that's a really, really good question. So I think, you know, the, the vision is that, the experience within the app will grow. And that that can grow by like, you know, quality attribute, experience level and things like that. The reason why, man, we want people to come to the app is because it is going to be a place where information that is often siloed can be free and right. readily available. Right. And so I guess maybe this would be my, what I, what I didn't want it to become. You know, I, I would hesitate on it becoming a a workout log or diary, right? Because when you get into the strength conditioning profession and you get your certifications and you go through all the schooling and you do these internships, you learn that there's a rhyme and a reason why you do things in a specific way. Why order and selection and intensity and volume and load, why those things are all important. I think it's really cool to give the athlete more ownership within those confines. But at the same time, like uh, I'm hoping that people lean on the expertise that's been behind the development of this app of like, oh, these are here for a reason. And maybe we can give people more flexibility within some of those reasons. But at the end of the day, they're here because they're backed in experience <laughs> and scientific <laughs> principles. Uh, and they're meant to be complementary. so that if you are engaging in something else and you want to have a strength conditioning program, in addition to a sport that you're playing or something like that. These things make sense.
0: Um, what What's your day like? You know, studying for or going for your PhD to now. Like, are you just are you able to get some more time to yourself? Uh,
1: man, uh, it's a it's a it's a day of many hats. <laughs> <laughs> so my day starts at three a.m. and. Oof. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. So it's like, it's one of those things where this, this area of like life is really important to me. So strength, conditioning and performance. And, um, I'm not going to lie. I was very lax in that area when I was uh, getting my PhD, like, you know, you got it, you, you have so much mental energy right. and, uh, I don't know about you, but after I work out, like my brain stops working. <laughs> so, um, Man, I, you know, after we kind of wrapped up the PhD, what's been really nice is that I have a friend and a wife who are willing to work out before everyone else's day starts. <laughs> so we're using the GX app and, and it's been a lot of fun just kind of having, like, it feels like a team camaraderie thing and that's been kind of nice. And then, so yeah, it's get, get the kiddos ready for school and then I go to the University of Wisconsin where I'm an instructor now. So what's
0: what's it like being an instructor over there? Clearly you've already had experience working with teams at Florida state, but how does the role differ now? And do you like it better than
1: just working with athletes? Man, it's, it's definitely not a, it's not like a better or worse type thing. It's a more of a surprise. So when I started my PhD, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to get this thing done and and I'm going to do my best to fill the gaps in my understanding to help me be a better performance coach. And I, I actually have a very vivid memory of like when that changed, it was when I was a TA for anatomy lab. So I'm a teaching assistant for anatomy lab and I'm walking someone through tissue and, and why this is important. And these are things that they're going to need to know as they continue on as a healthcare provider. And it was like coaching in a whole different way. And I, it was completely, completely took me off guard that teaching would like fill that bucket in the same way that coaching did. and so they're both excellent, and I, I like them both a lot. And right now, I'm really fired up about teaching. So uh, it's been exciting to go on that path.
0: I'm curious: Are you trying to just focus on being a professor as a profession, and kind of move away from sports? Do you always see yourself being in the sports arena?
1: I'd like to see myself in both arenas if oh, yeah. I can, right? Like if I if I could be.
0: Okay. If somebody says, "Hey, Dan, I really want to," I want to follow your career path. I want to be a strength and conditioning coach at a very elite school with great athletes. And eventually I might want to teach. What do you? What's the first step, whether it's the one you took or the one that you would suggest?
1: Yeah, so there, I, I've been given uh, remarkably good advice through, throughout my life. And so I share these two things with anyone who asks me the question that you just did. And the two best pieces of advice that I've ever gotten. The first one is, find who has your dream job and figure out how they got there, right? So the first thing is that I figure out who has a position that I would really like and regress from there. And the thing that I've learned about the human performance world is that people are remarkably nice. And um, usually, you know, if I send an email or try and contact them or I just do a follow-up email, usually I hear back and that's been really nice and rewarding and, and people have been you know, really helpful throughout that process. So, you know, just kind of like sending out a feeler can be, can get you really far. So first one is find out who has your dream job, see how they got there and see if you can maybe repeat some of those steps. And then the other one is, you know, it's, it's a competitive field. It's a competitive world. And the other piece of advice I got was like, figure out what you need to do to get better at your craft and then get up an hour earlier than you normally do and work on what you need to do. And for me, that started as preparing for my certification. So I would get up in the morning and I would study for an hour before I would go and lift or eat or, or do whatever I had to do for the morning. And then that turned into program design. And early on, I would write a program for anyone and everyone, people that maybe just made eye contact with me that didn't even want a program. Like, you want a program? Here's one. <laughs> and it, you know, I wrote a lot of terrible programs for a while until I started to figure out what is the sweet spot? What is the right amount of volume? How to do a proper needs analysis? I felt like I had this like uh this label that I had to put on a program and it took me a while to realize that what's really important is that I'm addressing the qualities that I need to and the movements that I need to in order to make this person a better athlete. It's just, it's the mechanics that you have to go through in order to get it all figured out. I appreciate the fact
0: that you can admit it and say, I took the time to refine this. There's a lot of folks in this industry that don't, they've never made a mistake. They've never given a bad recommendation. And I don't think necessarily it's in, I think it's a lot of the guru type of people that really don't take the the steps that, that folks like you have taken to ensure that you're taking responsibility for putting out information. Uh, they just put it out there because they wanna make a buck. And I get it, everybody's gotta put food on the table, but man, it just sucks when people get sucked into that. So that's why, again, it's another thing I appreciate about the GX app. I do wanna talk about the the way the app was programmed it's based on this the style or type of training uh, of the athletes that are highlighted. But what does that mean exactly?
1: Yeah, this is going to be like a decades worth of knowledge in uh, a sentence. I had to move. I had to move away from holding on to specific exercises and routines, and move more towards a flexible framework of qualities and movements. Right. With, with all the programs that are in the GX app, there's, you'll see that they'll, they have some sort of like quality, like power or speed or strength or something like that. Right. So Mm -hmm. what, at the end of the day, what's really important is that your program is reflective of the quality that you're trying to cultivate. Right. And then there's different movement patterns that you can do to do that. Like I, I don't necessarily need to be glued to the back squat, although it's, it is one of my favorite exercises ever. There are a lot of ways to strengthen the lower body. Right. So the rationale behind a lot of the the programs and the way that they're constructed is, is this thought process of, you know, an athlete needs to have some sort of plan that's based around a, an attribute. Right. And so um, whether that's strength or power or conditioning, and then the programs kind of built out to be reflective of that. And we have the ones that we have at launch to have enough, I guess, sort of width, so that if someone was, interested in partaking in one of these programs, there would either be an athlete that, you know, is, is in alignment with something that they would aspire to be or that there would be qualities that they feel like they need to work on.
0: So one of the things in the app, what if somebody, there's an exercise that says do a lunge and the person's like, well, my knee hurts. Is there a way that they can find substitutions or alternatives that would be helpful for them?
1: yeah absolutely uh you know you're, you're kind of getting at the man the idea bubbles that we had floating all over the place as we're, we're coming up to this right and ultimately we have to settle on something to get it, to get it out the door it'd be right. it'd be cool if we could have every variable of everything in the history of ever but it would be really great to to move towards where we can have probably the best way to think about this is progressions and regressions right so um if you have an ailment then you need to regress from from the movement so maybe if the lunge is bothering you, then does a step up bother you? Does a, a Peterson step up bother you? You know, you can kind of do those sorts of things. Uh, and being able to maybe document that in the in the app would be really great for the future. The, I think the difficult thing as a young strength coach and then maybe also as an athlete is to realize that like 1% add up and today's program is setting you up for future programs, right? And so to get at to your point of like, it'd be really cool to be able to adjust all these things. Uh, I think when we were having all the stuff up on the drawing board in the beginning, getting the spirit or the bones or the foundation, whatever you want to call it, of the app correct was what was paramount. And so um, I, I believe we accomplished that into the fact of where, you know, when, when we want to be able to add different things we will be able to do that. I always lean on anatomy because it's like so foundational to where I changed my thinking in terms of teaching and then also strength conditioning and performance anatomy is super important. But there's this concept of mobility and stability. And so in order to gain mobility, you actually lose a little bit of stability, right? So your shoulders is really mobile but it's not your most stable joint. And so the same thing holds true if we wanted to add more user choice in terms of eye selection and that. We also need to think about where that might lose stability. In the beginning, while we're getting feedback and we wanna see how all this stuff is working, we wanna make sure that we're not turning all the dials at the same time. Like just turning on all the light switches and just being like, wait, which one worked? Yeah. Right? So yeah, um, so it, it's good to have like maybe a little bit more stability in the beginning before we start turning some dials.
0: What websites or publications do you recommend to, to somebody? Because there's so much noise if you're going to narrow it down to a handful, which, what, what would they be?
1: Maybe we need to make a little buckets, right? Sure. So like what, what the context is for all these different things. So I think just general foundational knowledge, the NSCA essentials book is probably the best if you're just looking to get good foundational knowledge and you want to be in this field, you need to know that book inside and out. Okay. Um, if you're looking to learn periodization, like how to build programs on top of each other, periodization by Tudor Bompa is, is one of my favorites. There are a couple of YouTube channels that I really like. I really like to go to Catalyst Athletics for lifting related videos. It's predominantly Olympic lifting, but I think there are a lot of assistance exercises that they break down that are that are really good. I've also, I don't know if you know of John Meadows. I've always really loved his yeah. YouTube channel. And so it's great that all of his content still exists and it's it's there. And one of my favorite books that I thought really made me think outside the general um, fundamental variable. So like, let me be careful with my words here. You need to understand the fundamental principles in order to know how to turn the dials appropriately when you design programs. And Charles Poliquin stuff, I think has always made me think really critically about when and where I can turn the dials. And so the first book I read of his was Poliquin principles. And that one was just like, oh, time under tension. like training different muscle groups and different rep ranges might be important. How to get people to push and pull and do a chin up is athletic as well as just being a more better human (laughs) skill. (laughs) So I don't know. That was a lot. I actually, you know, I had the privilege
0: to do a photo shoot with John Meadows. My wife was the photographer. It was for flex magazine and he was a really interesting dude and uh, I'll be missed. Yeah. Yeah,
1: definitely missed. If I was kind of grumpy in the morning before, you know, like I said, I train early. So like if I was ever grumpy in the morning, even still, I go and I watch a John Meadows video. He's always (laughs) like, hi everybody. And he's like wearing, he's sometimes wearing like a Marvel superhero Mm -hmm. shirt and that gets me all excited. And so, um, yeah, I definitely, I've always really liked his content. I think like, man, you know, now that I guess I'm getting to the part of where like people that I learned from early on, whether it be through their, their content or their books or the media that they produce, they they're, they're passing away. I feel like this sort of obligation to tell people about the importance, like the things that I learned from like Charles Paul Quinn and Louis Simmons. And that I often visited John Meadows. Like these people were pioneers and, and, and like really just, man, Pushed the sport forward, whether it be through creative ideas or making knowledge accessible, or, or whatever it was. Um, it's just yeah. important stuff to know.
0: I think that that's part of the the job. Like to me, it is anyway to try to to try to get those ideas, even as they evolve, but to make sure that that history is there and that people know that. And sometimes I'll admit it, it's tough because there's. We're swamped with so much information. Sometimes that it's easy for something to go in one ear, out the other, or I chase the shiny object and you forget some of the principles. And I don't know, for me anyway, that's what happened. That's why I kept asking about you and your story about what you went through and had your career progression, because I think it's important that there might be somebody that watches this and says, or uses the app because of this and says, how do I get there? How do I do this? And it's like, well, here's one, two ways to get started. So that, that to me, that's powerful. That's important.
1: Yeah, the other kind of interesting thing is that it's it's almost too easy to get information now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't know if that's in, so, in a lot of ways that's good, but also, you know, there, it's a double-edged sword. There's some problems with that because it's not – you don't necessarily know the credentials of the person or where they're coming from, right? So, like, you know, it, what I'm saying is that two people of different backgrounds can have the same volume of voice, right? And man, this is probably going to date me a little bit, but I talked about, I would write programs over and over and over. But at the same time, I was also, if I was in an airport and I had time, I was going to a magazine rack and I was buying muscle and fitness magazines. Mm -hmm. And I was like literally combing through them and reading the programs that were in that issue. And I was like, this is what I like, or this is what I would change. Or if I had an athlete who was younger, this is how I would modify it. Or if I had an athlete who had an upper body impingement, this is what I would change. This is how I would regress from like the chin ups that are recommended. Right. So I would take things that were like accessible to me. And then I would think about all the different ways that I could change them if I was confronted with a scenario where I had to, because things are so different and maybe things have paywalls. It's, it's a lot different than walking over to and grabbing a bunch of magazines. And no, I know know, what you mean. You know, when I was younger, I had the more is more mentality and I was Mm -hmm. like, where's my off day and how do I train it? And a little into my undergrad career I real I realized that like, man, the the growing happens outside the gym. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I did not know that when I was younger and it definitely came back to bite me and still you still, you know, flare ups, stuff that, that I injured in college or whatever. But like as you said, it's, it's a live and learn and I'm hoping that other folks don't have to go through it just by doing stuff like this, just having conversations with folks like yourself. So I appreciate that, man. And thank you. Again, thanks for being so generous with your time, Dan. Tim. Absolutely. Thanks to Dr. Dan Schaefer for hanging out with me and running through his background, his approach and evolution to programming and providing insight as to how the GX team came up with the workout programs that they launched with. You can check out his efforts by downloading the free GX app on iOS. And thank you for listening. Talk to you later.